What's up, boys and girls? Welcome to another week of Chicken Bone Alley, brought to you by SRI Performance Stock Car Steel and Aluminum, Draco Springs, Earl Ramey Racing Engines, and RK Motorsports Consulting. What's up, guys? I'm David. I'm Sterling. What y'all doing this week? I don't know what we's doing. Who finally slowed down a little bit? I don't, I don't know if it, I don't know if you can say that or not. I I don't, I don't think I have done so. Well, I tried to today. Well, you kind of recoup, I guess. That's good. Well, I, I didn't recoup because they tried to kill me at physical therapy this morning. Well, they're going to have you picking up the building for too long. I, I thought I was. You about ready. It's rough today. <laughs> rough. Yeah, it's been a pretty good wide open week this past week. Um, yeah, kind of like we said last week. It's, it's tough for us because baseball and gymnastics and church and baseball and Man, there ain't much time during the week to do anything uh, for us, but it's still fun. It's a good, good time. Speaking of baseball, just to let everybody know real quick, there's going to be a few weeks here coming up. Well, it was like three weeks that we're going to have to record on different days due to baseball. Yeah, so. still may try to do it. We might oh, do yeah, it we'll on Tuesdays, it. and um, so we can still put it out at the right at the same time. No, yeah, we'll we'll get it out there. It's just gonna have to move around just a little bit. Yeah, might be a day late or a, a few hours short. late or whatever. But It'll be a dollar short. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we don't expect <laughs> any more out of us, and you'll be fine. Yeah, just don't don't set your expectations high. You'll be okay. That's all you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a pretty good weekend, man. We uh, well, we we hung out about all weekend. Did a whole lot of moving and working, and we was wide open. Yeah. Yeah, sure were. We uh, we got a new golf cart there. That's one good thing. Cool. Well, new to me. Um, Newish. Yeah, we're going on uh, going on beach vacation end of May. Um, so we're gonna take our golf cart to the beach. Well, I took it up there to uh, see about getting batteries put in it, and the batteries were bad. But the cost of the batteries. <laughs> On top of the trade-in value of the golf cart was just well worth just getting another golf cart. So, um, I got a Yamaha gas-powered one. That's the way to go. I'm telling you, man, it's a lot. I, I like it. Put gas in it, go. You ain't got to worry about charging and putting water in, or whatever else. Just go. Just go. So yeah, I like it. It's pretty cool. It's Chicken Bone Alley colors too. By yeah. Way. It's flat red. And black. And black. <laughs> that's about all I With a little bit of white. And a little bit of white. A little bit of white in it. A little bit of white. A little bit of white. See, that's pretty with cool. Some, uh, with some, with some uh, upgraded wheels there. Yeah. Pretty cool looking wheels. SS wheels of some sort. It's got SS on them. I don't that, know. That's the brand thing. Okay. Well, they're pretty cool looking. Um, so, yeah. Friday night, we were mounting a JBL speaker on, on the thing. Anybody needs a custom mount for your uh, for your speakers on your golf cart. We figured it out. We really figured it out. We got you. Um, just send over. Send over three ninety nine ninety nine plus shipping and handling. And we will. And a self addressed envelope. <laughs> <laughs> and we will ship you back your mountain your mountain shaft to go on there. Um, but no, it's it works good. It's up kind of tucked away up top. And uh, that JBL man, I don't know, forty one hundred or something other. I don't know what oh, it is. Man. It's like a sound bar essentially. It's loud. It is ridiculously loud. And you can take the cool thing about the thing is, is I mean, you can take a pressure washer and pour it straight to the thing. 
and it will it does not hurt at all. Nope. Salt water don't matter. It's just it's a cool speaker. It's like eight hundred bucks, but it's well worth. <laughs> I mean, it's well. It's definitely loud. A good lord, it's loud. This is the same one. It did get transferred over from the old boat there. Yeah, yeah, I did, definitely. That was a lot of money there, so you know, <laughs> I'll let that thing go. But um, <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty cool. I like it. Fits good up there. It's out of the way. Blue, it's blue teeth. Blue teeth. So you just hook your phone up to it and go. Just don't forget to turn it off. Yeah, don't forget to turn it off. You might not go no more. Because you will drain your cranking battery. There is one battery on this golf cart, and that's pretty important. <laughs> I think you need to get you a uh, one of the battery tenders with the solar panel. Yeah, that's all I top. need to do. That way, that way it just don't, you don't have to worry about that little thing. Yeah. I just l- line the whole top with a solar panel, and I'll be set. That's all. That's all you need. That's all I need. So, yeah. So, we did that Saturday. We went and moved. My grandma was in a nursing or in a... Um, well, I guess yeah, nursing home now. She's uh, she's getting up in age there and needs some some help on a on a daily basis. So, um, she is uh, moved into that now. So we've been working on trying to get her house prepared to sell and, and all that good stuff. And she's got stuff from you know, from about eighty years that oh yeah, she's saving up I guess for some. But uh, good Lord, have mercy, a lot of stuff. But we have we we moved a good bit of that and and uh sorted it all out saturday and um getting ready for that to be done so that, that was a good bit of stuff and then we messed around the house some cooked some steaks we did saturday night it was good. old timey meat market up there yeah anybody around here florence area definitely go to old timey meat market they got everything you know i always thought they just had steak no oh, yeah they got everything they got uh, they had alligator tail or something in yep. there they had uh, any kind of saltwater fish you about to think of in there um, hot dogs, <laughs> like a five pound box of five hot dogs. Box. Um, hamburger, they got everything, everything. Go in there and check them out. And they that really, it's not that high price at all. No, it's not that bad. I've I mean, heard normal stuff. Now you get a big old steak by there. It's a little, if you get, little a, up there, if you get a two inch thick ribeye, then yeah, it's kind of expensive. We did. We, we did. <laughs> we, we sure did. <laughs> we had a gift card. It's okay. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, you know, it was different. So, um. But yeah, it's definitely a good place to go check out. Get what you want. Get it cut however thick you want. Whatever. Pretty good. Pretty good place. So, yeah, we grilled them out on uh on on Saturday night there and went to church Sunday. That was wonderful as always. Had a good time there. And uh, came home and worked around the house again. Moved our eye racing rig from yeah. upstairs. It's been shifted. Yeah, I moved it into my bedroom here to give us a little bit more room upstairs for activities. <laughs> and uh. So, kind of shifted the stuff around a little bit, and I got a decent-sized room. It's nothing huge, but um, the way it's laid out, kind of shift everything to one side, and it's kind of centered up one wall because it's a door. So, then I was able to put put my, my rig in the in the corner there, and I like it. It works out good. Perfect. It was fun moving down them stairs. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I thought I, I almost got slapped in the face with a monitor. Uh, well, I, I was army crawling up under that thing, <laughs> holding it up, going down the stairs. Yeah, it was not easy. We didn't want to take the triple monitors off and unhook all that crap and on wire. And I got seven thousand zip ties for the <laughs> keeping the wires kind of. Well, I hope you got some more because you got you well, got to do some more zip tie work. I got to do some more zip tie work. Yeah, I ordered some more thousand of them, so I'm hooking it up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Have three left over. Yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, but no, we got all that going, and uh, it was a challenge getting it down there. But we got to hook back up and had to do a uh whatever extender. What's it called? Um, well, it's kind of like a Wi-Fi extender, but it's more like a point-to-point deal. Kinda. It actually works really good. Yeah, we went to um, we went to Best Buy with like two minutes to spare before seven last night to find this thing, and then we get home and Dave was like, "Bo, it was like a hundred and what was a hundred thirty dollars, hundred forty enough, a lot." Yeah, he opens the box up. He talked about Bo. No wonder it was so expensive. There's two of them in there. <laughs> I'm like, "Dad, gum it! Can we take one back? <laughs> it would that work?" But no, like like he said, it was like a point to point thing. So you hook one to the router deal, yeah, in the router room over there, and then you hook the other one to the computer, yeah, and it works perfect. Yeah, it really does. Run, run. Cranked up a little bit of iRacing. Well, did you ever get on it actually? I did. Well, when you left, I got up there and I just did. I just went in there just to set the wheel because. Right. And I can't find the software thing outside of the iRacing to fix the wheel, but I got it pretty close. It's pretty much right. Yeah. But I got in there and I just did a little quick test. And um, after I got off, actually, I saw Tyler. He sent me a a um, Facebook thing. Say, hey, boy, you on iRacing? Well, I was on the phone with well, him until like twelve last night. Oh my lord, bro! Well, not on Discord anyway. Oh okay. Well, yeah. So I when I saw that, I was no longer on there. But uh, maybe I'll try to get up and run a little bit more and. I got to get hooked back up with iRacing because we're going to try to get some some uh, deals worked out and some schedules for some uh, summer Chicken Bone Alley Racing League. Yep, yep, yep. We'll, we'll go ahead. Uh, there is no concrete details right now by no uh, means there about that. There is definitely mud right now. There is it's mud. It's teetotal mud. The only thing we know is we want to do it. And it's going to be on iRacing. And it's going to be on iRacing. That's, that's about that's, it. That's the only one that I have. I don't have any others. So I, I mean, unless y'all, everybody want to come here to Sterling's Yard, we can race bicycles. We can do that. <laughs> but, um, so anybody out there, if you, especially if you got a business or if you just personally want to do it because you feel it out the kindness of your heart. We really appreciate it. <laughs> Baby needs shoes. Baby needs shoes. <laughs> no, we don't make it a dollar on this thing. Um, but we want to put up another. Another, we want to do the kind of a summer league deal. Um, probably looking, being that it's already May, and then time to get everything together. Probably looking July, August area. Um, put yeah. us up some more races there, and uh, another points fund, and and uh, see who we can send home with some money again this year. So, like we said, anybody that wants to get on board with us, let us know. Reach out on uh. Any of the social medias, obviously, uh, our, our email, which is uh, chickenbonealleypodcast at gmail.com. Or I think you can actually go to our website and get to our email link on it, which is chickenbonealleypodcast.com. Yeah, so it's pretty much the same thing, just without the Gmail. Exactly. So, so whichever one you feel like typing in first. If, if you feel like typing a little bit longer one, just go for it and you just go straight to you know, Gmail. Either way you want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So anybody <laughs> definitely uh let's get ready for this, man. Let's make it fun again. I liked it last year and or whenever it was. It well, like started last year. Sometime. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I don't know what we'll do this year. I don't know. I kinda like moving it around though. Um that way we don't have just one person that's good on dirt or good in a super or good in a whatever. Even though we ended up with kind of the same people uh, because they're just good racers. Yeah. That was winning a lot. 
But that's the name of the game. Get on yeah. there and practice. I was consistent, but I never won. But you were consistent. I won some fifth. Yeah. Well. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> but but that, but you can't win. You you can't win championship when man in front of you is consistently second. No, you can't really do that. And then wins the last mm-hmm. race of the year. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, but no, it was fun, man. I enjoyed it, and uh, you know, we may do, we may kind of do the same thing with short tracks, but just you know, switch up some cars, maybe. Or I don't know. I'm feel, I'm feeling like I might want to throw in a super speedway this this time around. Right. Let's do it. I'm, I might. I'm I'm hey. We just throw all the racetracks in a hat and just pull them out. I'm good with that too. Pull them out, pull the car out, and whatever the combo is, it is. We'll have a we'll have a selection night. Yeah, we'll do that. All the asphalt cars, all the asphalt tracks. Yep. All the dirt cars, dirt tracks. We'll just pull them out. Yep. That's what we'll run. Phew, that might get interesting. Hey, here's what it is. We're taking the midget out of the daggum hat. I ain't running. I'm going to be off that week. You can't. Uh, hey, you can't be selecting what you want to run. I'm. Uh-huh. If I can get somebody to announce this thing and broadcast and do all that fun stuff and all that, I might end up running this one myself. Yeah, you're going to have to. we got to figure that out. I don't know how, but we're going to figure that out. That's the other problem is we need a lot of sponsorship to be able to pay the broadcasters. So y'all just please. And, and pay uh, somebody to admin it and everything else. Yeah. That ain't cheap. Now, the people that do it, I mean, hats off to them because they are very good at it by all means. Very, very good. But uh, it's not cheap. So uh, like David said, we're going to try to start this thing maybe in July or whatever. Do do maybe an eight-race deal or yeah, like that we did again. So start in July, 1st of July around in there and, and finish it uh, at the end of August. So we got some time. So anybody that knows anybody that feels like they want to be a part of it, let's make this thing work. Everybody that's listening, please, y'all, you know, whatever. The more people we can get on board, the more uh, more money you can take home. And, and also, uh, all the uh, entry fee dollars will go to that. And it won't be a big entry fee again. Um, well, I hope not. I mean, if we can get a lot of sponsorship, you know, entry fee would be relatively cheap. But, yeah. you know, if, if uh, I mean, just no rocket science. If we want a big purse, got to charge a little bit to get in it. So, <laughs> hopefully we can get, uh, get some sponsorships to help us out there when we don't have to. But... Um, you know, I'm okay with paying twenty, thirty dollars, whatever to get in, whatever it is. Oh yeah. Um, over eight week period, and it's fun. I mean, and it makes it a lot more when you've got money. I mean, when yeah, when you put five dollars into a racing league, what you losing? You really, it's not really, you're not really taking it as serious as you would if you putting in thirty, forty bucks or whatever. So, well, I guess that's why some leagues. We had one that we raced. Um, there was a league entry fee. That was like, I don't know, 20 bucks or so. And then there was a weekly entry fee right, of like $10. Yep. And they had a good purse, but everybody kind of was committed to it too. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, I mean, we could do something like that. It's just a it lot gets, of admin and a lot of... It gets really serious. Oh, it definitely does, for sure. But uh, anyway, we'll 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 figure all that out. Everybody's listening and they want to be a part of it. Got any ideas for us? Got any admin or broadcaster people that they know that could help with this uh reach out to us and let's start getting that thing worked out so it's not like a last minute deal like last time ended up being well it wasn't last minute we just didn't know what we were doing <laughs> mm-hmm. we still don't but still don't know. still don't really <laughs> but you know it'd be pretty neat definitely to have that and um you know I, I think we all enjoyed it last year so or whenever but uh it'd be fun over the winter yeah over the winter well guys 
I reckon it's uh, time to get into some racing. Yeah. Is it that time? Is that what we're supposed to be doing here? I reckon. Is that okay. what we... Yeah, I guess so. Only on Tuesday. It ain't Tuesday. It ain't Tuesday. Oh, well. Can't talk about racing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, we'll get into it here. Um, Got a pretty cool guest coming on here, so let's uh, let's go talk to him. All right, boys and girls, on the phone here. That's what Tyler laughs at me every time I say. On the phone. On the phone. On the phone. He is on the phone. <laughs> I'm, I am on the phone. Oh, we got a buddy here that even if y'all don't know him, y'all have seen his work because I'm going to tell you, it has been all, it's been all over the place, especially on the internet, on social media, if you've seen it. He is probably, in my opinion, he is the best racing and sports in general photographer that is out there. Mr. Michael Boggs. Michael, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Just finished up uh, some West Virginia Motor Speedway uh, pictures there. Got them uploaded on the website and stuff. And just enjoying the rest of the beautiful evening. I'm telling you, it's uh, it's it's been it's been some good stuff, man. You did some uh, traveling over the weekend, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I had planned to hit four tracks uh, over this past week, and I managed to do three of the four. The uh, one of them got rained out which was a bummer. I was looking forward to that event. I don't get a chance to go up to Brush Creek very often, and uh, especially with the World Outlaw Series being there and stuff. And it was going to be such an honorable race, you know, representing Jackie Boggs sure. out of Grayson, Kentucky. And uh, they were giving away a brand-new Harley-Davidson motorcycle and stuff. I was pumped up for that event, but we still managed to pull three of the four races out that week uh, over the weekend. I'm going to tell you, with the, with the weather that came through, that was pretty good. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you, Michael, to start with. Before we go any further, how do you make it everywhere you make it in a weekend? Because I see pictures, and I'm like, great day. He was just over there. Now he's over here. It's been like 30 minutes. How you, <laughs> how, how do you do it? A lot of restless nights. I can believe that. Have you, have you got a sponsor yet of, you know, Five Hour Energy or Monster Energy? Who, who's sponsoring this energy drink that you were drinking? Because I want some of it. <laughs> Well, I, I have been drinking some five-hour powers. I switched over to the Rowdy Energy drink. I hear you. I, hear I, you. I can't mean. get into those yet, Mike. I mean, it's hard for us to find them. We've had a couple of them, but I don't. It, I don't. I, hadn't, I just hadn't got the acquired taste yet. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I like the Orange Crush in it pretty good, and there's a, a another one that's called Crackled Ice or something like that. I like yeah. those two pretty good, but uh, I don't want to burn myself out on. So now uh, I kind of switched over to the Bangs. Okay. Yeah, I like the bangs too. Pretty good. Like right now, I'm drinking the radical cadiddle. Tastes like a bag full of skittles. <laughs> <laughs> the whole bag. The whole bag at once. <laughs> That's the only way to eat skittles. <laughs> <It's all liquefied. laughs> there you go. But yeah, I, I don't. Uh, you know, when it, I, I'm just a freelance photographer, so I just I'm not associated with anybody. I do uh, some supports out there with some media outlets and stuff like that, but. Uh, I really don't have a set schedule on where I go from week to week. It's, I mean, like, planned out for a month or two. I just, I basically, basically, when Monday comes around, I've already sent, like today, for instance, I've already sent the tracks that I have interest in going to. I've already submitted my media credentials to them, and I'm just waiting on their approval. There you go. Cool. Well, I don't He's, see where any racetrack would say no because uh, <laughs> you definitely have the best, like David said, from what I've seen by far, the best 
uh, pictures out there, man. It's just some awesome stuff. And I, I, I want to know, too, I'm sure you take a heck of a beating up there standing in them corners getting some of them pictures. I do. That's a... On my personal, you know, on my personal Facebook page, I, I put a post out this morning. When I took my clothes off, I had dirt and rocks and everything come out of it, and I could grow a garden on top of my head. But, <laughs> hey, you gotta, you've gotta, you gotta be in them places to get those photos. I'm telling you, man. I, I thought Ricky Thornton Jr. did you dirty at Bristol. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think me and him. I, I like Ricky Thornton really well. He he supported me. He supports me a whole lot. Every time he's in the area, he tries to use my photos and such. But uh, he kind of didn't do it on purpose. He kind of you know pushed up there on me. But uh, I did get a lap full of dirt. I will say that. <laughs> I saw that picture. I don't know who called it of. Them, uh, him hit getting you, but I was like, man, he covered him. That was good. Yeah, I literally got like I had it inside my hoodie, <laughs> down my pants. I mean, it was everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet that is more more nights than none that you probably leave like that anyway. But anyway, man, I want to go. I want to go back real quick with you. What got you into race? How long have you been in racing in general? Not just the photography side of it, but in racing. Um, what got you into it? How long you been doing this, man? Yeah, uh, great question. I I got in my actually my sister and her husband took me to my very first dirt track race when I was like eight years old. They took me to an older racetrack in Allfield, Kentucky, called Thunder Mountain, and. uh that was the home place of Blackjack Boggs and, and fellows like that back in the day. Then they took me to another racetrack in Grayson, Kentucky, called Willard Speedway, which is getting ready to reopen here in a couple weeks. Cool. And, uh, you know, i am always been a racing fanatic ever since then. It's just, you know, the, the smell of the fuel, the horsepower, the wind coming off of them when they're flying, flying by and stuff. Uh, I, I don't have no specific as long as it's got wheels and an engine, I'm all about it. There you go. There you go. So how long ago was that? Uh, let's see, that's probably been twenty eight years ago. There you go. There you go. Twenty yeah, about twenty eight years ago. You know, I get I I'm still a lot of people doesn't like NASCAR and stuff like that, but I'm still a NASCAR fanatic. I I'm, I watch it every time I'm home. Usually, usually if I'm home, I didn't get to watch it yesterday because I was at West Virginia Motor Speedway. But uh, I'll I'll catch the highlights and stuff. And you know, uh, I have been fortunate to take pictures at a NASCAR event. Cool. Where, which one? Cool. Where at? I went to uh, October 2019. I was. It was actually my very first year uh, in the photography. I got an invite to go shoot Martinsville Speedway there in virginia sweet sweet that's a cool place for sure so that, was, that was really cool that was the only opportunity that's ever came about for me to do that and uh but you know it's been a you never know you never know when the phone rings who it might be so that's that's what i love about the sport well if they ever get this stuff open back up the way it needs to be then uh maybe, maybe we can get you down here to darlington sometime come hang out with uh, us down here heck yeah yeah, we definitely do that. We get you in there and get you some hot passes, and you get all kind of pictures in there for sure, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that sounds like a plan to me. 
We'll do it <laughs> if they ever lift all this crap. But anyway, man. Oh, I know. So, so when did when did um, photography come about, and how is that something you've always done, or is that just something you just up and decided to do one day? No, uh, I'll try to cut it pretty short and sweet, I guess. But uh, I lost my dad back in 2015 to the nasty cancer, mm-hmm. and me and him always catfished pay lakes and rivers and such ever since I was a little fella and uh, lost him in 2015 to cancer and I just you know I had one son at the time and he was just uh, three years old so he wasn't old enough to really take fishing at the time uh, so I just lost interest I couldn't do it no more because it wasn't the same feelings I wasn't enjoying them or nothing like that and I had always had interest in photography but in my younger days, as many people, you know, they didn't manage their money very good. They bought other other things, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so uh, uh, it was, I gave it a few years. I, I, I sat and pondered on it for a few years. And I told my, it was my wife now, my girlfriend at the time, I was like, you know what? I, I think I'm going to try to see if I can do this uh, photography, you know, Um I don't know if I can. I don't know how well it's going to turn out, but I would like to give it a try because I ain't getting no younger or nothing. I don't know what I'm going to set out to do, what what kind of pictures I want to do. I just know I have interest in photography. And at the time, she goes, I fully support you, whatever you want to do. So November of 2018, I was uh, I was in Louisville, Kentucky at the time when I was had a full-time job and stopped by a camera store out there and seeing what my options was and everything. So I stopped out there. I made my first purchase, which was a Canon 6D Mark II, and got me a starter lens and stuff. And uh, came home with it and started taking pictures of my son and my girlfriend, wife, now. And uh, got on YouTube. I self-taught myself, fully self-taught myself in photography. I got on YouTube wow. to understand what the shutter speed, ISO, and f-stop meant. And, uh, you know, I, I just practiced a lot. Practice makes perfect. Well, it sure has paid off, I can promise you. <laughs> so uh, how did yeah. – is it, it, the way you've done it is almost identical, you know, to the way me and Sterling have done this podcast. It's just, you know, we thought about it for a while, and then all of a sudden it's like, all right, let's do it. Um so how was your journey into getting into these racetracks and stuff like that? And, uh, you know, cause it, even today, and, and you probably know it, it's kind of, it's kind of a, a group there and, um, you got to get your, make your way into that group. Um, how, how was your journey getting in there? You're exactly right. Yeah. I mean, as photographers, we all try to stick together and bound together, especially now since I've got out there, but, it was uh, May of 2019. I was at a uh, local flea market that I set up at on the weekend that I have a booth at. And I was sitting there and came across the post of a track that was reopening in an area called Mudlick Valley Raceway Park. Right. It, it's over in Fleming County, Kentucky. Right. And uh, I told my sister, she was there with me, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to reach out to them and see about see if I can uh, go take pictures. And she goes, well, worst they can say is no. That's right. And I was like, you're exactly right. 
And so I messaged Larry Toler is his name that he, he, he still owns the racetrack and it's still, still in operation. And it had been shut down for like 16 years. Wow. I mean, there was ruts in the track, grass. I mean, it was just awful. Like how, you know, over 16 years what that track looks like, looks like. So I contacted Larry. I was like, Hey, Larry, my name's Mike Boggs. I want to come and do pictures, but I have absolutely no clue what I'm doing. I don't know how we're going to turn out. <laughs> but I just know I want it. And, uh, he said, son, he said, you come right on over here. And, uh, you, t- you, when you get here, you tell them, uh, to holler for me and I will get you escorted in there and I'll show you, uh, I'll tell you where you can't, what you can and can't do. And we'll see how it goes from there. So I, you know, I always, uh, I don't, I never, I have never forgot that moment. And every time I tell people that story, uh, it, it, you know, it, it's close to my heart because Larry is the first one that gave me an opportunity to go see a dirt track as a racing photographer. That's where my career got started. And I'm all, you know, I don't forget it because I always go back over there and show them love as many times as I can. I hear you. That's, that's, that's awesome, man. Well, now that you're a few years into it and, uh, you've been, uh, traveling around a good bit and I saw you put up today, you know, some stats of, of states and, and track, how many tracks in each state you've, you've, you've shot at and everything over all those. What is your favorite track to, uh, to go shoot at? Uh, if, if we want to talk overall track, you know, in all the states, I think I've been to 10 different states so far. Uh, my favorite track to shoot at, uh, I would probably, it, it's a, it's a close call, but I really enjoy my time going down to Smoky Mountain Speedway in Maryville, Tennessee. Nice track. I put, I really love that facility. It is so wide open. I mean, there there is so many opportunities there to get pictures, so many different angles and stuff. And, you know, it's a great facility. Roger Sellers and them have got a beautiful facility. And I, I enjoy that. But the first time, another track I really liked, it was, it, was fun. It, was, it was hard for me for the first night to get adapted to it and get used to it. But I'm looking forward to going back next um, next season if I can get approved. I want to go back to Volusia Speedway Park. Yeah, yeah, I love that place. We've been there the past couple of years ourselves, and uh, that's that's a that's a cool track. It's 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 just different than the rest of them. It yeah. seems like, and it's it's a really cool track. Yeah, there there is even though the fence they got fencing along the inside and stuff, and it, and it's a struggle. Uh, I, I tell like I tell everybody, you know, anybody can take pictures on the inside of the track. It's all about what you can do on the outside of the track. That's for and, sure. uh, that, that track there, man, uh, they, there was so many endless possibilities there. Uh, there was one time, you know, I was searching. I knew I wanted that corner, corner entrance spot, you know, the, the, the angle of the corner, because I love taking pictures of race cars that maxed out, loaded, entering into a corner. Oh. Those are my favorite pictures of all time. Definitely. And, uh, and you know, turn one, you can't do it at Volusia because it's double fence and it's just impossible to do it. I'm like, man, I have got to figure a way out to get me a corner entrance shot. So I was I was back there behind turn three, and I seen this guardrail have separation. 
And, you know, it's getting a little, it was real narrow and it was getting wider. So I was like an old dog, man. I was down there <laughs> digging. There was a bunch of dirt built up on the backside of it. I was digging all that dirt out and stuff. And I managed to find me in the gap. It was about three to four inches. And that was probably, you know, I don't brag because I'm a hard critic on myself, but that's some of the best pictures that I've ever produced. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. That that's that's cool. And that's cool that you, you are willing to get into it like that and not just settle for, you know, what what's right there available to you and just get into it and go. But speaking of all the dirt, that's one one question I've always had. You know, everybody me and Sterling do weddings too. We DJ weddings, uh, some, and you know, we're always talking to photographers there and stuff, you know, and they're very particular about their cameras and how they clean and everything else. I'm like, y'all need to see some of these guys at dirt tracks. Cause, <laughs> Cause they get some awesome shots and there's dirt flying everywhere. How, how crucial is it though to keep them cameras clean? And how do you keep it out of, out of the camera basically? Yeah. Uh, you know, I there. You know, a lot of my racing starts on Fridays and it'll end on Saturday night. I don't, I don't really take the time because there's a lot of traveling from the racetrack back home and then from the home to the next racetrack. So I don't. Other than taking a, like a uh, a fine brush and just dusting the exterior off, that's about all I do. But when Monday rolls around, like I'm getting ready to do this season, I will uh, dissect the cameras and. And it, it takes me approximately, I've got two cameras and I, and I have five lenses. It'll take me about four hours. Whew. Wow. <laughs> That's yeah. a lot of work. It's a lot of moving parts on them things too, to, to get clean. There is a lot of moving parts. Yeah. And you know, the cameras I currently shoot with, which is Canon 1DX Mark II and a Mark III, they're supposed to be dust resistant water. I mean, little water repellent and stuff like that, but. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. Dirt still finds its way in. <laughs> oh, there. definitely. I'm sure Canon don't go test their cameras at a dirt track for sure. <laughs> That's where they need to go. <laughs> they do because it will. They, dirt gets everywhere. That is for sure. But, but uh, <clears throat> well, talking about what, what all you do at the racetrack, and I know that's a lot and a lot of time consuming there. But how long does it take you to get back and and go through all these pictures and and do you do any editing to the pictures once you get them there, get them home, you know? Kind of what is it? What what is that process for you? You know what? That's an interesting question. I get that asked quite often. You know, from other photographers and such like that. Now, if we're back talking about 2019, you know, even in two, last season, 2020, I would spend hours and hours editing pictures and and trying to get that stuff organized because on average between both of my camera bodies i take on average about anywhere from 800 to 1000 pictures a night wow yeah so uh but if you if you follow along on my facebook page you might only see somewhere between 30 and 50 of them uh is all you see uh, because when I did get started, I was making these albums that was three and four, 500 pictures, you know, and stuff. And at the beginning of 2020 season, I'm like, you know what? If I'm a race car driver, if I'm a fan, I am not going to sit there and look through three and 400 pictures just to try to find my driver or my car or whatever. Right. So, you know, uh, there towards the end of 2020, and especially this year, you know, I'm do, I'm just doing like 30 and 50. Some of my best that I think personally, some of my best pictures 
and I created, I just fired up that brand new website that I, uh, I'm, I'm just stoked about. Uh, it's over there on uh, michaelboggsphotography.net, and that's where a lot of unseen images are, are is at. But, uh, you know, going back to how long does it take me, you know, I don't spend a lot of editing time no more because I, over, you know, the more you do it, the more familiar you are with your gear and what stuff does. And especially this off little short off season that we had, you know, I shot races all up to December at Volunteer Speedway there in Bull Gap, Tennessee yeah. with the driving series. And then I fired back up in February. So I took a few months there. I went in and majorly sat down and fine-tuned my equipment deep into the camera body itself. And uh, so now, like the pictures you all are seeing here in 2021, I will have my pictures up within two hours now because wow. I have I make my camera do the work, most of the work. I spend most of my time just cropping now. I got you. I know the new software does help a lot. I mean, even for us, well, David doing all the editing that he does here is the new the new technology has definitely made that easier for sure. Yeah, and like oh, you, absolutely. Yeah, and like and, you just and, said, and when getting you, familiar, you know, a lot. I know a lot of photographers they run their photos through Photoshop, but I will tell you, I am absolutely horrible at Photoshop because there that thing is. I don't think there's any limit. To it. I think it's a no limit software. You're right. And yep. uh, I, I run Lightroom. I run everything through Lightroom, and I have some presets built in that you know that I like to use on some of my photos if that's needed. But but again, you know, uh, I just make my cameras do the work. Well, that's the way to do it, and I mean it's uh it's very comparable to a race car. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, I know zero about a about a camera unfortunately i wish i did i wish i knew yeah. a, a little bit how to uh i'm gonna take a good picture but i can't do it but i do know if you spend the time at at the house getting ready for everything the work shows on the track and just like it does in your stuff man because it really 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 shows up and i really appreciate it like i said earlier I, i'm a very hard critic on myself and i tell everybody that everybody I, you know, I don't know if y'all seen the Brandon Overton shot I got Thursday yeah. as a big rooster tail. Yeah, that was an awesome shot. To me, that's just a, it was an okay shot. <laughs> but you know, people people commented on it saying it was the photo of the year. It needs to be put on T-shirts and stuff like that. I spoke to Brandon Overton there at uh, Richmond Raceway Friday, which is the very next night, and he said he was it, he was blown away by how many people sent that image to him. And that it was a very impressive shot, but to me, it was just it was an okay shot. <laughs> and, and that's how and that's how you become a great photographer when you uh, take a shot that everybody thinks is already wonderful and it's just okay to you, but you're going to work harder to make it better. So, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> like next time I go back to Atomic, which is I'm looking, I'm hoping to get approved to go back. Yeah, I think it's May the seventh and eighth. I think they got a double header event there. I'm going to look to improve that image somehow, some way. I'm going to improve that image if, if if it comes about again. I hear you, man. That's that's cool. Well, speaking of uh of uh, of Atomic, God, that's where it was, wasn't it? Uh, that's that was Thursday night. Yes. Uh, so speaking of Atomic, also there 
I'll throw him a little shout out out here. You got some shots of of our buddy, and he put a sticker on his car. Our buddy Kel Mabin over there. I mean, he, he, you know, and he's one of the reasons. Honestly, I will say one of the reasons I reached out to you to, to get you on the show because he's like, man, I I like him a lot. He's he's a really cool guy. So I was like, yeah, let's get him on the show. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I like Kel a lot, man. He's a he, he's a cool cat. I. I uh, I met him, you know, I believe it was last season. I believe it was. I, I want to say that we was at Brush Creek is when the sprint cars was there. I could be mistaken. I get my dates all mixed up for, for Google. But uh, I believe it was Ashley Tackett. She races a legend car, and she introduced me to him. And, you know, me and Cal just took off, and we've become, you know, good friends. And he, he is a he's a very good supporter of my of my work. He's a good guy. He really is. Yeah, he definitely is. Sure is. Big racing family. That's one good thing about it, man. You you uh you can go anywhere and take all kind of photography and sports and different things, but you go to a good good racetrack, you can get around good people and they'll all look out for you and take care of you, that's for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, this racing community, you know, when I started in t- that and I and I still giggle at it. When I started in two thousand nineteen, you know, none of these guys eat I mean, like Davenport, Ricky Weiss, Jimmy Owens, these big name guys, they wouldn't give me a time in the day <laughs> to, you know, when I was walking around with my camera in the pits, they wouldn't give me a time in the day to look at me or give me any kind of attention, you know, try to get that photo and stuff. And just to think where I'm at today, you know, I go walk up to Kyle Bronson and I did it at Bristol there. I was like, hey, Kyle, man, I, I've got this shot in my head. I want to pull it off. Do you care if I, like, take my camera and stick it under your fender and take a picture of you working on this engine. He said, no, dude, go right ahead. Do what you got to do, man. <laughs> and I mean, the, 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 the support, these big, na- even national touring guys, you know, they've shown me here. It, it's been phenomenal. That's cool. Well, speaking of support too, man, and I've noticed this, um, uh, between you and, and a few other photographers out there, man, Y'all guys really seem like, to me, I guess just being around racing, it, everything always seems to be a competition. And I know there's probably some of that, too, uh, you know, who can get the best shot of the night and stuff like that. But y'all really, really seem to support each other. And I've seen guys, uh, computers messing up. All right, come put your pictures on mine. Get, you know, do whatever you got to do. I mean, that, that's, that's really cool when it seems like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there is some photographers, they won't give you a, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm kind of a new guy on the block, I guess you can say, because I'm just going into my third year. And there's a lot of these older photographers, they've been into, you know, 10 plus years, 20 plus years. And, you know, they really don't like me because I'm a new kid on the block. But uh, I, I, I try my best to get along with everybody out there. If somebody needs a memory card, and I've got it, I'll loan it to them. If they need a camera uh, lens because they forgot forgot one, I have one that I'm not using. I'll let them borrow it. Uh, you know, we all have our off night. Uh, my good buddy, Ryan Roberts, uh, Ryan Roberts Photography, man, me and him has become really, really close friends. Uh, we communicate on daily basis now, and I have spent a lot of time in helping him to improve and get better. I'm not one of those photographers that will, that, that hides anything. 
you know, if if you come and ask me what my shutter speed, my ISO, my f-stop, or why, or if you come up to me and ask me why is my flash not firing or something like that, I'm not one of the photographers that will shy away and, and give you false information or tell you I, I don't. I'm not going to tell you because I help. I try my best to help each and every photographer out there. You know, uh, uh, you know, try to get better, push them, push them, and motivate them. And stuff like that. There you go. That's what it's all That's about. That's how it should be, man. For sure. Well, uh, you said you uh, planned out your schedule for the next few weeks. So where, where are you going to be headed uh, here, in, here in the coming weeks? Well, uh, this Friday and Saturday, I am going to pull a double header with an AMS uh, modified series. I'm going to be headed to Motor Raceway Park up there in Ohio. And uh, then... I guess you could say AMS and Lucas Oil event. I'll be headed to Florence Speedway Saturday. Cool. Yeah, you'll be doing some moving, man. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, each one of those tracks is about two and a half, three hours from me. Whew. Yeah. Well, that's so, a good thing where you're at, though, really, is, I mean, you know, Kentucky, Ohio, Tennessee. There's a lot of racetracks around there. North Carolina, there's a lot of racetracks that's within three, four hours of you, right? Dude, I am so. I tell everybody, I feel like I'm one of the luckiest photographers in the, you know, out there because within a four-hour drive, man, the the facilities and racetracks I I could reach out to and go to is phenomenal. I mean, like I said, there's five tracks. I technically four tracks. I went to five tracks in Tennessee, which Bristol was my newest track. But you know, I always try to go Bull Gap, Smoky Mountain Speedway, 411 Speedway. The bad fast pad. Oh, yeah. I was down there a couple weeks ago, and Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio. Uh, I I've only been to Kokomo in Indiana. Uh, that's the only track that's let me in there so far because you know, like I said, I'm just a freelance photographer. I just request my own credentials. There's a lot of tracks that doesn't approve me, uh, so and that's the reason why I always ask people to try to leave my watermark on my photos when they, when you share them on Facebook and stuff just to help push my name out there. So because you never know who's gonna, who looks at these photos. That's right. And uh, so I'm very fortunate enough to be located around some of the finest racing facilities in the area. Yeah, you definitely are, for sure. And um, speaking of your, your new uh, website there, um, any, all the pictures you take that you you know you put up there, um, whether they be fans or whether they be drivers, whatever, so they can go on your website and purchase pictures. What what all formats do you sell, dude? I mean, it is endless. Uh, you know, uh, I sell, of course, my my biggest sellers on there right now is digital photos. You know, you go on there, and I just I'm running a special. To be honest with you, right now, it's it's only ten dollars an image for your personal license photo. You know like you're going to keep it yourself. I sell them for $10 a piece right now. I've got them reduced because I'm looking to buy a new piece of equipment, camera equipment, and I don't want to pull it out of my back pocket. I want to try to do it off my sales. So I've lowered the, uh, I've got them on sale for $10 a piece. And, but I, I offer anything from a four by six photo all the way up to a 24 by 36 photo, wow. as well as keepsakes. And I mean, keepsake gifts, I mean, buttons and face masks and all that stuff. You can cool. buy it right there on the web. That's awesome. That is awesome, man. Well, uh, 
quick question. Um, you being one, but also all the other guys out there, I, we uh, we see, especially on Facebook, um, you know, a lot of pictures floating around. Some, and like you said, some photographers put three, four hundred pictures all of a sudden just dump them on Facebook. Um, we know that you should go at least to the website and pur- purchase the picture, not just use it off of there. That's the best way to do it. But what is, what is the best way to support you guys as photographers? Yeah, you know, that, that's something that we as photographers, uh, we, I don't know what it is about this season in particular. You know, I know my pictures are hopefully getting better and stuff, but not only my pictures, I speak to Rich LeBriar, which is Dirt Man. I, I'm close contacts with him. Uh, Josh James with Josh James Artwork. And, you know, there, there's a handful of photographers out there that I reach out to on either daily or weekly basis. We keep in contact. And uh, this season, we are battling some bad issues. It seems like that folks just doesn't – I don't want to say they don't have respect for us as photographers. But they just, you know, if they can save themselves a penny, I think they're doing it because when Walmart is making more money on printed photos than I am, then I think we're running into an issue. And that's what we're battling right now is people taking our photos from Facebook and they really seem to not care that they're low resolution because the way I crop my photos right now, and I crop them so tight that if you would take my image to Walmart, you're going to get cut off of the nose, and you're cutting off the rear, you know, decking and stuff like that, but yeah. it, it just seems like that people doesn't care no more, that they, you know, it's free to them, they think that they can get on Facebook, and it's free for free access for everybody, and to, uh, to reach out, and they can do what they want to with it, but at the end of the day, you know, as us photographers, we have copyright information that's embedded into, embedded into the photos and such, and we watermark them and stuff, you know. And it's not even not even the race fans and teams that's doing it. We've got companies out there that's doing the exact same thing, that's just taking the photos and putting them in parts catalogs and wow. taking them and making T-shirts out of them and such like that. And they're not wanting to support the, the person that took the photo. You know, I, I wake up, I spend, on average, when I leave the house to get back home, you know, I'm six hours on the road, and I spend six, eight hours at the racetrack, and I spend two hours, you know, going through the photos and getting them put up on Facebook, you know, and, you know, the equipment's not cheap, you know. Oh, no. I don't, I'm not sponsored by nobody. Canon doesn't sponsor me. I don't have, everything comes out of my back pocket. Even when we travel, you know, that's a big thing. That's what really kind of aggravates me is people just don't have respect, you know, because I pay for my own gas. I pay for my own motel. I don't sleep in a car. Should I? Yeah, probably because uh, I've saved some money. But am I going to get a good rest night to go for the next day? Absolutely not. So I pay for my own motel bill. I pay for my own food because these tracks, they don't give us free food. We have to buy our own food. The only thing they give us is our media credentials to get into the track. After that, everything else comes out of our back pocket. That's right. And uh, so, uh, you know, it, it, I don't know if people just doesn't put thought into it or not, but it's not only me, myself, and I. I encourage everyone to support your local track photographer or your favorite photographer in general. If you can buy one photo off of them, 
that will help them get to the next event because, you know, if you don't support your photographer, they might not have the money to travel to the next event or they might not have, uh, you know, the capability to go to the next event until, you know, some purchases have come through or something works out and at the end. So, and, you know, I spent a lot of money, uh, you know, traveling and stuff. If, you, if anybody thinks I'm getting rich off this, they're thinking wrong because <laughs> yeah. I do have a side hobby. I sell on eBay. I'm a, I'm a full, I consider myself a full-time eBay seller. There you go. And that's how I'm able to go on the weekends and push myself away because I ask myself for a vacation. You know what I mean? That's right. <laughs> that's hey, right. So, so uh, you know, I, I've really been blessed with eBay sales and stuff to allow me to do that. And, and travel and stuff, but you know there could be a week that I don't have very good eBay sales, and or or a emergency might come up and I might expunge my funds for the week or something like that. So you know I encourage everybody you know to support you. not you know support me great. I would greatly appreciate any support. Uh, but uh, like I said, support these other photographers not only in my area. Support them everywhere. You know, because it's just a uh, something that I think social media has done a little damage with. Oh, it definitely. And that's the thing about us, too. I mean, we've talked about it, but social media is good, but it also can hurt majorly, and especially in, in your field. Is That's a tough, that's, that is, I mean, that's hard because, like you said, people screenshot a picture in no time and be gone. But, um, but if you don't put them on there, you don't get, you don't get, any, you're not out there right you don't get any <laughs> views and, and and people don't know about you but uh but man we're going to definitely try to keep pushing uh everybody to check out michael balls for sure because like we've said by far the best photographer that i've seen at a racetrack <clears throat> so um we look forward to hopefully meeting up at a racetrack here for well, too long well we've been saying we're gonna do it forever and he was at volusia and he was i, I don't know i've told you on how many times man i'd love to see you there love to see you there and somehow never get to meet up at the yeah, track exactly. never have to do it i'm not one of those photographers you know everybody shoots their own way everybody has their own way that they like to take pictures i'm the i'm the type of photographer you know, I don't want to stand in turn four, turn three, turn one all night. Dude, I might be on the inside one time. I might go outside going, you know, you never know where I'm going to be at. No, uh, I, I, I see some of these pictures you do, and uh, I think you're hopping around on a pogo stick out there somewhere as fast as you get there. Yeah. <laughs> my my wife and my sister and her husband and them, they went to Portsmouth Raceway Park to a Lucas Oil event one night. And and I was there taking pictures, and they said that they watched me more than they watched the cars because it was a guess where Michael is, because <laughs> I would be in turn one one minute, and before the next lap, you know, before the next heat race come out, I might be on the outside of turn four. You never knew where I was going to be at. <laughs> it's like and where? So it's like where's it's Waldo? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like. Where's Michael instead of where's Waldo? <laughs> yes, yes. You know, I walk on average about two miles a night. You know, Ooh. go to an event. I walk on average two miles a night. That's, you know, that's including my pit shots and on-track stuff where I'm bouncing around so much. It's actually about two miles a night. For my, that's what my Apple Watch tells me, at least. Well, I know when we were, uh, uh, and, and yours probably more, too, but, man, I'm going to tell you what, we were at Bristol. Um Ooh. 
<laughs> Sterling's watch said we had walked 10 miles that day, so I know yours had to be just ringing around your wrist. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you. I made a, I made a post on my personal Facebook uh, page after coming back from Bristol that if anybody's going for future races, one, wear comfy shoes, two, eat a lot of bananas. Because <laughs> yeah. I bet you I ate a whole, you know what, a whole box, you know how a grocery stores receive their bananas in those big banana boxes? Oh, yeah. I swear I must have ate a whole box of them bananas <laughs> because I cramped so bad. There was nothing flat about nothing, that track. Nothing's flat. <laughs> I think, I still, I'm still a firm believer that the inside, the infield of that track has still got a dome to it. I, I yeah, definitely yeah. believe that. Flat. Yeah, there's definitely so, nothing flat. My legs never cramped so bad. And, you know, taking so many pictures, especially Bristol Dirt Nationals, what was it, 1,400 cars there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot. And, you know, that's a lot of pictures to try to take, you know, because if you don't take pictures of that one car, they will put you on the blacklist. <laughs> exactly. That's right. I mean, because they think that you're mad at them or something like that or something, you know, and you got 1,400 cars to try to take pictures of. And I was very, you know, I was. I felt like I was pretty lucky to be honest with you to go to the Bristol Dirt Nationals oh, yeah. because that was an invite only for photographers, basically. Wow! They just let any mom and pop in there. I was down in Volusia, and uh, Speedway Shots, Mike Specker, out of North Dakota, I believe. Wow! He had the contract on that, and he sent me an email and asked me if I wanted to be part of his team, and I was like, "Sign me up! I'm ready." Thank you. So you know. Thank Thanks to Mike Specker with Speedway Shots for inviting me to go down there. And actually, we uh, I haven't said nothing, and I guess it could probably, you know, we can, I don't know. It's not official, I would say, but there is some bigger events that I will be traveling to, and I will be adding to my states uh, nice. where Sweet. I've been taking pictures of. Good deal, that's, man. That's in the works. That is awesome. We're going to be looking for them for sure. I promise you we'll be looking them out. So tell them one more time, what is your website so uh, they can go there and purchase some pitch, some, some awesome pictures? Yeah, uh, it is Michael Boggs, uh, B-O-G-G-S, photography.net. You know, go to Google and you need to type in Michael Boggs Photography. And I, I think I'm like the second link down on Google uh, on, uh, on that. You know, I encourage everybody to, uh, I think I'm only two, as of right now, as we're speaking, I'm sitting here looking at the screen. I am only two blocks away on my Facebook uh, Michael Boggs Photography page of reaching 12,000 subscribers. Well, how about and, that? Is uh, awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to retract back, but my biggest month was the Bristol Internationals. I had a – do you remember the crash that I captured? Oh, yeah. There on the back. That picture, that, or that, that particular post reached – Five hundred thousand people, half a million people. That was insane. It, it got shared like I think twenty five hundred times, and it reached five hundred thousand people. But I'm only two likes away, so you know by the time you listen to this, maybe it will. Uh, uh, I've already reached that twelve k. You know, I'm I'm pretty active on Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, not as much as I am Facebook. I, I, I consider myself. Number one priority is Facebook. So uh, go over and check the photos out there. I always love uh, hearing uh, 
uh, seeing the comments that people have uh, relating to my pictures and stuff. There's a lot of I get a lot of support from other photographers from all across the United States. That's awesome, man. Well, awesome deal, man. Well, maybe you can send some of them subscribers our way too. <laughs> hey, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that's gone. Yeah, I'll make sure I'll share it on my page and for, give you some love. For sure, man. We sure appreciate that. And, man, I'm going to tell you, we appreciate you coming on tonight and hanging out with us. And uh, we'll definitely have to do it again and definitely going to have to meet up sometime soon. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I, I mean, I don't do a whole lot through the week. You know, I, I did actually pick back, fish him back up because my oldest son is eight years old now. He's getting ready to turn nine. And he's had interest in going fishing, so we're doing that. So now... So I don't burn myself up photography. I started a YouTube channel on fishing. There you go. With coming from close some of my close friends, you know, and I do that. But you know, contact me anytime. I always enjoy talking about photography, talking about motorsports in general, and stuff like that. And you never know where you're going to see me at next time. No, I know. I say that you all over the place. We don't know. Oh, that's cool. What kind of fish y'all been catching, man? Uh mainly catfish. Uh, I, I, I'm back into catfishing but with my little boy you know I'm starting him off uh, something that's relatively easy to catch which is bluegill oh yeah uh, so I'm that way that he doesn't you know five minutes later he's ready to go home or, or put the pole down and play in the sand or dirt <laughs> so I, I'm getting him on some bluegill right now and he's having a ball with that and stuff then I'm going to work him on up to where we can get him into some catfishing you need to come down here with us one time and go about a about about forty fifty miles offshore. Oh, absolutely! I've done it one time. I had a ball. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely game for some deep sea fishing because my number one food is seafood. And uh, I made a post on my Facebook earlier about what what track should I add to my track uh, list next, and somebody commented. I think it was like New York or something. That's just getting me closer to Maine because, man, I could eat me some lobster. Well, I, I believe that, but I'm going to give you one little hint real quick. If you go back to Volusia, make sure you head down as past Daytona. It's kind of, it's kind of what was it, kind of between Daytona and New Smyrna? Yeah, there. somewhere along in there. There's this little place. It is in the middle of nowhere, but it's actually on the inlet down there. It's called Off the Hook. Man. Dude, I went down. Did you go? Did you go? That dude, that's some good yeah. food, ain't it? <laughs> it's like there's like it's like surrounded by all that body of water and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man, I went down there and I killed the oysters and shrimp. Fantastic restaurant. Dude, it is awesome. Yeah, we heated up that while we were down there first. That is somewhere I could eat every night that I'm down there at Volusia. But you know, I I, I, I'm looking forward to getting back to Volusia, but I tell you where I want to get into, and I didn't get approved this year again, but I want to make it to East Bay before it closes down. Yeah, we do too. We definitely do too. That's a cool little track, a crazy little track, but I, I want to see it before it's gone too myself. Yeah, I, I just I just want to I want to go there and take pictures with that event uh, before it closes down, before I, I lose my opportunity. So hopefully in 2022, I can make my way in and find me a way to get in into East Bay in 2022. For sure, man. Well, man, I won't tell you what. I hope we see you there for sure. I hope we see you at many other places. But like I said, buddy, I sure appreciate you hanging out with us tonight. And, um, man, I can't wait to do it again. Oh, absolutely, man. This has been a blast. I'm not very good at speaking uh, 
you know. We're not either, don't worry. <laughs> in general or something, but man, this has just been an absolute blast. Cause, you know, a lot of them questions that you uh, asked there was, was very important questions related into photography and stuff. And a lot of people just, like I said, doesn't put a lot of thought into it. They don't think, they don't know what goes on. A lot of people, a lot of people just think, you know, you just buy you a Walmart camera and you can go out and take pictures and it's just easy, just point and shoot. But, uh, that was, I seen a comment on my friend's list that somebody made that, you know, they went and done that route. They went and bought them a camera because they thought it was easy. And they said that they gained so much respect to like people like myself and Ryan Roberts and Josh James and, and people like that for what they can do because it's not as easy as it looks. That is for sure, man. For sure, because I know I, I definitely can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I tell everybody, you know, I started out not knowing what I was doing. It's all about how much you're willing to learn. That's right. If you're willing to learn, you can do anything. But if you if you're not willing to learn and try to and try to do your best, you're not going to make it nowhere. That's right. That is right. Well, cool deal, man. Uh, well, we're gonna jump off of here and uh, finish up the show here. But we sure appreciate you coming on, man. Absolutely, I appreciate you all for having me. It's been a blast. Very cool, Michael Boggs. Hang out with us there for a while. Man, I didn't know. Well, I did know there was so much to photography, but he knows all about it, man. It's, it's cool. And you can tell he loves it. Yeah, he does, man. He's like, we've always said, he just seems like a really cool down-to-earth dude, and he's just a freelance photographer doing what he loves to do. And um, that's like like he said, kind of like us. You know, we do it because we love to do it. We don't we don't get paid a fortune to do it. But, uh, but you know, he kind of, he 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 depends on people going on that website and, and buying his stuff and so everybody listening please do that go go on and find you some you know your favorite picture whether it's your car or um you know one of your favorite drivers whatnot uh definitely support him out you know get some stuff from him and uh we can keep seeing those good pictures because uh he can't he cannot do it for free there ain't no way around it nah if those guys can't make it to the track you don't see good pictures that's it for sure so uh i hope he catches his break that he's uh that he you know he deserves um you know i'd love to see him get picked up uh with it with a with a tour there and be able to travel around and that'd be something else man he he definitely deserves it so uh we'll be rooting him on for sure definitely so definitely so well we got to talk about them this week we talk about them every week sri performance stock car steel and aluminum those two companies mainly stock cars. Uh, uh, I was actually going to say SRI Performance. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to say. Actually, who knows? Who never? You never know. I never know what I'm going to say. Uh, SRI Performance. We appreciate them every week being on with us, helping us out as much as they can. Um, guys, it's getting. You know, it seems like we just started the season. I know it's only well, it's the end of April already. I don't remember when the season ended, to be honest. That's true, too. I don't, I don't. That's true. Um, but in some places, it's already getting close to mid-season. Yeah, oh, for sure. There's been a lot of cars that have been tore up, and there's a lot of cars that, that need just that extra little bit, where you know you get that extra little bit from SRI Performance, because they got everything that you need. Everything. 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 Yeah, they do. And, and uh, you know, well, up north, you know, kind of getting started up there here recently. It's not been too long yeah. uh, started. So um, don't forget about the uh, the SRI performance there in Indy. Um, a little bit closer for y'all. want to 
run up there and get something or <clears throat> go on an order. They'll overnight stuff to you. You have it there next day. So um, definitely, uh, definitely check them out. You can get everything you need. Definitely. So also, uh, you guys, it's uh, I've been seeing how some of y'all driving. Some of y'all, some of y'all need uh, some more sheet metal already. <laughs> so yeah make sure y'all get up with stock car steel and aluminum and get you some uh some fresh metal for that car i know i know some of them you you guys like to put one body on it a year and 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 beat it out as much as you can at least make the whole season out of it but uh man with the prices stock car steel and aluminum's got you can't beat it you might as well put a new door on that thing yes sir go ahead and get you some sheet metal put it in the trailer keep it just keep restocking there you go that's, that's how you it. do it that's how you do it. Also, don't ever forget your Draco Spring needs are at SRI Performance. Um, they got all your PDF sheets at SRIPerformance.com. Uh, also, they got every part that they have available on the website. Also, while you're on there, and uh, I had I, when we were just talking about Kill Maven, said uh, he messaged me the other day. He said, Man, you saved me some money. I said, I wouldn't even think about it. And I was like, uh, How'd I save you money? He said, uh, I ordered some stuff off SRI. He said, I used promo code CBONE10. He said, I saved me 10%. That's it. On my Draco Springs is actually what he was buying. Hey, he got a twofer. He got a twofer. He got the best thing you could buy at a great deal. That's it. So make sure you use promo code CBONE10. That is C as in? Chicken. B-O-N-E-1-0. At time of checkout, get you ten percent off. Also, up there in that same area, we can't ever forget about our buddy Earl Ramey with Earl Ramey Racing Engines. He is the man. I'm just gonna let you know. I know we talk about this every week too, but he put a whole list of his drivers that sat in Victory Lane this week. Dude, it was like I don't know how many pictures. I mean, just pile of them. <laughs> we keep saying it week in and week out I mean it's proven over and over you, you don't get better you don't get better equipment you, no. don't, you don't get better engines from anywhere no and, and and a lot of those guys that are getting engines from him are also taking advantage of his chassis dyno booking some time on there and they're not only getting the maximum horsepower they can get from whatever specified engine he's building for you He's also getting, when you go on that chassis dyno, you can find out and work through any bugs that you have in your car uh, that are draining horsepower from him, whether it be, you know, stuff throughout the driveline, whether it be a transmission, uh, you know, on back to your rear yep, ends definitely. and stuff and there's brakes a, even. There's a lot of moving parts on a race car, so it, 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 you get you a good, fast, strong motor and wonder why it don't work. Where I wonder why I don't get to the rear tires. You go there, he'll, you'll figure it out why. Figure it out quick. So y'all go check out Earl Ramey Racing Engines and his chassis dyno and all the best engines you can get in the world. Go check them out today and uh, get you some horsepower and get up front. That's it. Folks show. Well, there was a it was a lot of racing, but it was all over the place this past weekend. There was. As, as we were just talking about. Like yeah, they, they were everywhere. Um, started out Wednesday, I think it was. Yeah, with, uh, with our buddy Kale on him. That was Thursday. Thursday, I'm Thursday sorry. at Atomic. Yeah, my days are screwed up. <laughs> Thursday. Uh, yeah, started out there. Like he said, he was there. Kale was there. Strong strong race car, but boy's got. Kale's got him a good car now. He was uh, second fast in practice for a long, long time. Um, That car's strolling. He called me, uh, was that Friday? We were riding around and. 
I text him and he called me his man out. I, I've never been in a car that's this fast. So this is a this is a good one in that yeah. legend car there. Hey, I I hate he I hate he burned his other one up and all that. That was that was very unfortunate. Glad he was okay, but you know, all things happen for a reason, I feel like. And uh he got him a good one now for sure. So um, you know, glad it's a good good piece there for him. And uh like he said, he's still learning, he's still he's still making mistakes. You know, but you got to make them mistakes to learn what not to do. That's right. Um, so, you know, a lot of things he learned, and he'll take forward to uh, the next race, and he'll be ready to stay up front there. That's for sure. Um, on to the uh, super late model portion of that. Old Devin Moran finally got him one there at Atomic. He said it had been a while since he had done anything good there at Atomic, and that's a that's a close track to home for him. Yeah, for sure. That's a tough little track, though, man. Dude, that's that's a tough track. <laughs> the top, the top, the high side is where you have to be. It always is, always has been at that track. But you got to be close. You got to be careful. But it's it's sketchy. Yeah, for sure. Oh, uh, Boone Briggs was there. He was running. He was fast, and I thought he was going to launch himself off the back straight away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I think he did eventually. Yeah. But that, but the way they moved the wall more. There used to be no wall at all to back straight away. It used to just start coming in turn three. Well, now they have extended that wall for whatever reason down the back straightaway. It's about halfway down the back straightaway now. And they got tires all piled up around the end of it and everything. Man, he comes so close to that thing one time. <laughs> I thought he was yeah. done. That's uh, You definitely got to be on your game when you run the top there for sure. Which, like you said, your bottom slicked off pretty bad. and uh, Very early, too. Yeah, so they had to move up, but um, cool to see. I like. I mean, it's a it puts on a good race. I love that track. I love yeah. love watching races at a track. Yeah, it is. It's really cool. Um, then everything moved over to uh, Richmond, Kentucky. Somebody told me I said Richmond West or where? See, now I'm mean, still in the wrong state. Somebody said I said Richmond, Virginia last week. Maybe I did. I it probably did. I don't know. Well, being that the Cup race was in Richmond, Virginia, I probably did. Yeah. <laughs> so Richmond, Kentucky. If if you heard that last week, I am sorry. I apologize. One eight hundred our bad. Call me. <laughs> exactly. Call us. We'll give you our apology letter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, that is uh that's pretty cool for sure too. And uh man, I, I that's getting close to where we could run up there. You know, I just wanna I know. Just take off and go. I know it, man. It's we, we we had our three weeks and now I'm wanting to get back at it for sure. Yeah, we definitely did. Um old T Mac put it in victory lane at Richmond there on uh Friday night. Yeah, sure did. Now buddy Ricky. Ricky he had a good strong car there too. Yeah. He's uh he's been pretty strong. He uh won his heat race and I think he ended up with a fourth place, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was fourth. I think it was fourth. He heard him on the show this past week. Last week, um, yeah, ended up with a fourth-place finish. So that was pretty strong for him because he's been, uh, which rightfully so, you you start building. Uh, it's one thing just to start out with a new car. But, no, you start out building your own car. Especially when you don't have anybody else to lean on. Exactly. To see, you know, that's got to be tough. Definitely is. So that's, that's rewarding for them to be able to get a top five, I'm sure. Definitely so. And I know he wants to get it in victory lane this year because, uh, you know, he got used to, visiting victory lane every once in a while over the past few years and i know he wants to get back there and i feel like he'll be there for too long it seems like every time they go to track they're making a little bit more progress with the oh yeah car. it's definitely positive gains every time they go so definitely look forward to that for sure uh 
Brush Creek ended up having to cancel again, second year in a row, for weather. Well, this year, last year was COVID. This year, weather. Um, the Jackie Boggs Memorial Race was supposed to be there on Saturday night. I saw they are moving that to. Uh, God, I can't even remember right now. I'm sorry. I have to look it up, but it's not going to be a sanctioned event, but it's still going to be Jackie Boggs Memorial and do all the giveaways that they were supposed to do at this one. So uh, they're going to make it work. Um, Then a race that I was uh, happy to see happen because this track, me and Sterling, I don't know, for some some reason over the past couple of years, we've ended up going to Ohio a good bit, and we have passed... West Virginia Motor, the old West Virginia Motor Speedway, so many times and yep. seen cows out on it. We've seen, <laughs> yeah. you know, grass growed up over the stands and everything else. And last year when I heard it was coming back, I was like, man, I, you know, I'd never seen a race there anyway. Um, but I always said that looked like an awesome track. Oh, and, definitely. And it definitely was. I mean, so they started back up Sunday and, uh, had a decent car count. I think some guys were kind of scared. Uh, that rain kind of messed them up. Yeah. Uh, for sure. But, uh, but yeah, like, like you said, man, it's awesome. That track's right off the interstate. So you're riding by and there it is. Boom. It's, yeah. It's pretty cool. And we went up to the uh, Dirt Track World Championship last year and they were actually working on it then. Yeah. So we knew we were, and I don't think there was any, at that point, I don't remember there being any announcement yet, but we saw that they were working on it. So we knew that uh, it was, yeah. it was in the works. So that was pretty cool. Something's but, happening. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so, yeah, it is neat for sure. Uh, not far up there for us, not really. Uh, so we'll definitely get up there soon. But uh, gym up facility, man. Yeah. Um, heard there was a little bit of rocks in the in the dirt yeah. last yeah. night. Um, a- ain't nothing can't be fixed. It's happened everywhere. Um, yeah. And especially with all the dirt they've had to haul back in for this track. And it's hard to sift all through every bit of it to begin with. Yeah, definitely is. Um but they'll get it. They'll get it right. Um, but they, they, they got them a, a good foundation to work off of. They got a really nice place and um, good location. So they get, they'll get the, they'll get the little kinks and the rocks worked out of it, and uh, <laughs> yeah. and they'll be ready for it for sure. But, uh, yeah, put on a jam-up race, man. I <laughs> I like that track. That's cool. Oh, uh, Superman decided to show him up there. Jonathan Davenport showed up and showed out. As he does, them, them uh, them Longhorns was working this week, wasn't they? They sure was. They uh, they <laughs> he started out the season strong over there in, in Arizona and come back and hit a little slump there. Seemed like, but he's back on it now, man. He's uh, he's showing out pretty good. Um, last week won at or where was that Taswell or I can't remember somewhere. I can't remember. I don't remember. Anyway, I, he won the uh. At Bristol, we started off, right, you know, yeah. went there, won, and kind of kept it going. But uh, yeah, anyway, he uh, he got it going on right now. So uh, he's a pretty cool dude too. We talked to him at Cherokee a good bit, and uh, real good with the kids and all stuff. So yeah, that's pretty neat. Good stuff. Um, I ain't even look to see what all racing's coming up this week, as far as dirt side. So uh, I know all y'all, all y'all are fans out there. Y'all know what's coming up anyway. Probably better than we do most of the time. Yeah, it's hard for us to keep up with all that for sure. We've been so busy, man. I ain't been able to keep up with nothing. No, not at all. I, uh, it's been crazy. So, but uh, the Cup cars did get to see a little bit of that race yesterday. We'll go before that a little bit. The Xfinity cars. 
I'll talk about them yeah, just a little bit. Um, I didn't get to see a whole lot of it, but oh, uh, Jeb Burton finally got him a win. I was yeah. I was glad to see that. He's I don't know, uh, <laughs> and I guess it was kind of the same way back in the day. I wasn't that much of a Jeff Burton fan, but I was a Ward Burton fan. Right. And right now, I'm I don't dislike Harrison Burton. Don't get me wrong. But I'm more of a Jeb Burton fan. Yeah, I like him. He's just kind of just laid back and whatever. He's like his daddy. I mean, oh yeah, just like it. He uh he definitely laid back. So it's pretty cool to get see like like you said for him to bring home a win there. And um, it's always a crapshoot there for sure. Oh sure. <laughs> um, I I'd like to see what Josh Berry would have done had not he had that. Well, he had a loose wheel. Um, no, he had a uh. What happened? There was something happened. I can't remember. But anyway, shot him right there to the back, right before it rained. And so he got stuck in 31st. Yeah. He redeemed himself yesterday, though. Yeah, he did. He, uh, <laughs> he went up there to the Cars Tour and took on that 30K. Man, I'm telling you what, he's hard to handle in those late model stocks, bro. Dude, uh, that boy, I think he could drive one of them blindfolded. Um, yeah. But moving on to Cup Race. Um, Bef- <laughs> really, before the race even started, I guess you'll say there was some controversy, but it wasn't even known until about lap seven. Oh, uh, Kyle Larson, and this is what sucks about not having practice, in my opinion. Uh, I guess they put on on the radiator some sort of protector when they're transporting the cars. I don't really understand why they need it when they're in the enclosed trailer. Um, but they put on a radiator protector. Well, somebody missed taking it off. He said it was running hot under the pace laps. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, you know, well, again, going back, I don't like not having practice for a lot of reasons. At least a 20-minute practice, I don't care. But um, one reason I don't like it is for safety reasons. I mean, there's no telling. I mean, the, the crews, all that, they're all human. Things happen. It is what it is, but you know, giving giving people, giving the crew, giving the teams, drivers, whatever, uh, fifteen twenty minute practice is not going to hurt anything. No, but right before you know, before they go out and when they pull them out, run through inspection. I mean, I don't, I I don't really understand what. I wish somebody would tell me, and maybe they have said it, but I just don't. What is the purpose of not giving them any practice? What is the purpose? I just don't understand why you can. I know their whole COVID stuff. Um, it's less time around each other. All right. Well, regardless of it's less time, they're still there. But they could spend oh two. Well, really, they end up spending what three weeks in Daytona. Oh yeah. And that was okay. But we can't have. A, don't get me wrong. I'm not one for a whole lot of practice. But stuff like that is found in practice, and. I know, I, I know that's part of the game. I, I understand it, but from a competition side, who knows what Kyle, Kyle Larson would have done? I mean, even if they would have had to, if he would have went out and practiced and been like, "Hey, this thing's all of a sudden running hot," um, he probably he probably would have cut it off in practice and saved the motor. Or at worst case scenario, they pull out the backup car. Yeah, there's a lot of things they could have done there, and you know. I- I don't know, man. It's just whatever, but it's a tough break. It happens. Yeah, they should have took it out. They didn't. 
they lost the motor because of it. Could have lost the race. Whatever. Who knows? But no, they did. <laughs> um, did last. I don't know. It's just I see no gains of not having a quick practice before the race. I don't either. Still do it in one day. What is it going to hurt to give them a shakedown practice? I do not understand it. Most of them aren't even going to take that much time out there. Most of them are going to go out there, run the car two laps, make sure what are they nothing's check their- loose, check wheels, and come back in, check wheels, and that's it. And park it on the grid. That is it. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't get that. But whatever, it happens, and that's what happened there. He uh, he he lost some motor because of it. So it is what it is. But um, dude, I don't know, man. We you know. Denny, uh, Joey Logano was complaining, whatever, about her. I still have the same thought on uh, super speedway racing. It's, to me, it's it's just luck now, 100%. Oh, yeah. I mean, the fastest car up front doesn't mean anything because 10 of them in the line is going to be a whole lot stronger than that one. Um, a good drafting car doesn't necessarily mean anything um, because if you're in a, if you're in a pack of 10 or you're in line of a pack of 10 and you're in a middle car, you might be the best car, but where are you going to go? That's right. You can't go. No. And so it's just, I don't know. And it just getting to pushing things. And it, we saw it yesterday. I mean, it caused, it caused a bunch of wrecks and pushing and all that. And it seemed like nobody could get around Denny Hamlin. If somebody got on Denny, he just got so loose. He could not control the car. And he was, I don't know. He was loose. I, it was like, he was trying to, break somebody's momentum almost is what what it almost looked like he was trying to do yeah or trying to you know pull a pass back on them after they after they got passed and i don't know he just was kind of it was kind of a squirrel out there it looked like to me in some way shape or form um every time somebody got around him all of a sudden his car started going side to side and somebody would spin off his nose um I was like the second wreck he was involved in. Uh, I didn't understand. You know, they were saying, who was it? Uh, Keselowski come up the track. They were saying Keselowski blocked. But they went and showed another video. And yes, Keselowski come up the track, but there was still a foot between him and Martin Truex Jr. But uh, Denny's on the back of Martin Truex Jr. just going side to side. And all of a sudden... There goes everybody around right in front of everybody yeah. again. Which he was also mad at Bubba Wallace at the time. His own driver. Yeah, I don't know, but it's, <laughs> that's a tough thing to do. And, I mean, you know, who are we to say whatever? You know, I don't know. I don't know what you do in, in that kind of sense. But it's it's uh, it's uh just a hold on, hold on and ride. That's, that's all it. you can do. And, and, you know, it's I don't know. It's not as exciting as it used to be to me. No, me neither. But I got, I got one... I guess little bone to pick, I guess, with, with NASCAR. How? Do not misunderstand me because, no, she has not been no front runner, no whatever. I don't care. No, she hasn't done it. She hasn't. She, she's, she, I don't know if she's not just that great a driver. I, I don't know if she just has terrible equipment. I don't know. I don't even care. Um, NASCAR did not approve Jennifer Joe Cobb to run at Talladega. We may have talked about this just for a second last week. Yeah. But I want to go in a little more in depth in it, I guess. And she was approved, what was it, two years ago, I think it was, or 2018 or something like that. 
Anyway, she was approved then. They said they based it off of performance. Recent performance is what they said. All right. Well, here's my problem with it. One, she has at least showed up to every truck race plus some Xfinity races. And regardless of where she has finished, most of the time she has run a good, it hasn't been on a lead lap, but she's run a fair amount of the race. She, she has seen the checker flag. All right. That's my first issue with that. Next issue is Derek Cope. Don't get me wrong. He won a race. <laughs> Might have won a couple. I don't know. He ain't running forever. He made it three laps at Daytona, but he was approved to drive at Daytona this year. Right. When's the last time Derek Cope has done anything? Yeah, I don't I don't agree with that either. All right. Another one that I just cannot understand for the life of me why they keep on with him. Quinn Half. That dude <laughs> He's just got money and they let him run. <laughs> I reckon. I don't know. I mean yeah, Daddy, Daddy's got plenty of money, I, I assume. But this fool came down from the third lane at, what was it, Texas a couple years ago? Yeah. And took out like three cars. And he just keeps on yesterday. All up in the wall. Again. He doesn't, he can't go a whole race hardly without wrecking. But right. yet, he's approved to drive. That makes zero <laughs> sense. Like I said, I'm not I'm not a huge Jennifer Joe Cobb fan or nothing. But I don't see how you can approve him to drive, and he never ran a full season in truck, Infinity, nothing. Right. But yet, you approve him to drive, but yet Jennifer Joe Cobb isn't. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get that either. Um, yeah, that just kind of goes back to they're all in NASCAR's world, and they're living in it. They can do whatever they want to do. Apparently. But. Apparently so. I don't know. I don't get it. But um, go back to the race. <laughs> the, uh, you you want to touch on that, none? I Well, <laughs> I think you touched it. You 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 got, you got my opinion. I get, a, I get all the good out of that. I one. think you did. <laughs> no, uh, man, I hated to see Matt De Benedetto. Man, why uh, in the world, dude? I don't know if he was listening to a spotter or what. But God, as soon as I saw him go up, I said, "That's it, done." That line, that, that line wasn't formed up top. and The bottom line had been fast the entire race. They had to get a big line working up top to make a pass. Right. To, to make a run out front. I don't know. Like you said, I don't know if it was his spotter said run coming up top or something. Because it was. It, it was for a minute second. Um, uh, Ryan Blaney was coming up top. He had one car behind him though. That was it. Yeah. That is, and all of a sudden that car moved. He thought he was going to go to outside and pass Blaney. So what happened? Matt drops like a rock. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's just a name of the game, I guess. But um, I think if he'd have stayed down, I think he could have controlled that race. I mean, even if oh, the yeah. top would have formed some, I think he could have controlled both lines at that point. Yeah. Um, going down the back straightaway, but. I don't know. It's what it is. <laughs> I'm still not going to say he would have won, but that'd have been his. Get, that that would have gave himself the best chance to win if he'd stayed on the bottom. Yeah, I think so too. And 
I mean, he, he did well, did a lot better than I could have probably for sure. But, you know, it kind of seemed like, too, he was he was waiting too late to make moves. Yeah. Um, just watching other, you know, experience, you know, Denny Hamlin up front leading the pack, Joel Lagano leading the pack. A lot of that's a lot of that spotter for sure, telling him when. But um, man, I just hate it. I really was hoping he's gonna get that win. I'd have been on a hundred win, which I told you before that I said they have totally jinxed this for him because uh, all them boys up in the booth, Clint, Jeff, <laughs> all, all, of, all them, of them, they uh, was all oh the hundredth win for uh, for Wood Brothers would be awesome if he can get the win here today. It'd be you know kept on. I'm like oh hey they have totally jinxed him. <laughs> Yeah. There's no way he's winning this race. Not at all. Um, like I said, though, a little bit back there, uh, Denny seemed mad with Bubba a few times. Yeah, he did. I don't know. Bubba was jumping everywhere, man. He was. <laughs> he was wasn't being a squirrel. A, he wasn't being a team player. That's what he said. Not being a team player. But uh, dude, he was. He just jumped back and forth everywhere. No, nah, he was fast though. That's he was what? very fast. But you know, sometimes. In, in, I think in Denny's perspective, uh, sometimes you just got to let off throttle a little bit and kind of stay with your group, stay with your team, whatever. Um, and they were trying to get they were trying to get a, a line formed and work momentum in their favor, and you know he'd jump out and kill that momentum over and over and over. So yeah, I think he was just he's just antsy to get up front. I think just antsy to try to hurry up and get up there. Um, and doing that, you won't have any, you, whether your teammates or not, you will not have any help towards the end of a race like that because they know that, okay, well, he's bailed on me all race. Yeah. He ain't going to go with me. I'm, you know, I'm not going with him at the end of this race because that's right. Where's he going? So, you know, I think you got to be good. I think you got to stay loyal and stay strict to whatever your game plan was. At Pre race, at, at least in the last few laps, right? Yeah, so so there might be a little trouble, little, little trouble in paradise over there. I ain't lying, but Michael Jordan might be putting his foot down. His his he, size twenty two. He might be. He's t- he's tired of uh, signing in paychecks. <laughs> yeah, somebody don't win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Um, so uh, old Brad Keselowski took off with that. Yeah, well, you know, he was there when it counted. He led to one lap. That's all he led. That's it. He held his line and he did what he was supposed to do, and that's all you can do, man. But you know, there was a lot of good cars took out through that race. But you know, that's either here or there. Um, Daytona Talladega. That's all about staying alive and being able to run all the laps to be there at the end. That's what he did, and uh, like you said, he didn't lead none but the last one. On the one that counted. That's it. So, uh, yeah, on that. Well, well kind of sticking between NASCAR and Dirt World here for uh, another moment. Uh, some cars we typically don't touch on near as much as we probably should. I guess there just ain't enough time in the day for us half the time. <laughs> but uh, Bristol had its final dirt race of the year, dirt weekend, I guess you'll say, uh, of of. 2021 anyway year it is yeah yep <laughs> for sure so uh the world of outlaw sprint cars and the uh uh 
dirt car modifieds, big block modifieds, took the weekend at Bristol for the throwdown up there. Um, and man, they should have just got out the broom because uh, David Gravel swept both races in the uh, 410 sprints. And our SRI stock car steel teammate, I guess we'll call him, Stuart Friesen, swept the weekend in the uh, big block modifieds. Yes, sir. Sure did. And speaking of and SRI. A, and a, and a little, are, are you going there? I'm going to try to go there. Maybe, right, well, maybe I'm there. going to the same place you're going. I don't go know. there. Uh, <laughs> speaking of SRI, it's pretty cool. We talked about it last week. Um, Ricky Weiss took home the SRI um, redraw award, 500 bucks. Um, and old Mike Mahaney with the big blind modified, he won both redraws. That's what I was fixing to say. Get out the broom. There was nothing there but was, sweeping going on at that's Bristol. That's all it was, man. That is it. So that was, that was definitely cool. So our buddy, um, Randy up there with, with Mike, um, two day or two, two, both races. And it's cool that they are. and they, Sunday. And it's really cool that they are an SRI driver. Team SRI. Yeah, absolutely. So that worked out really good for them. Uh, for sure, but yeah, I, I I didn't really I didn't really figure any different. Uh, David Gravel's been on his game this year, and so has Stuart Friesen in the Big Block Modified. So um, they had it going on. Dude, did you see the uh, lap speed that David Gravel turned? Or no, it wasn't David Gravel. It was somebody else. I forgot who it was. Uh, anyway, uh, a lap speed, the fastest lap of the weekend that was turned there. What was it? It's like a hundred and forty six mile an hour lap average. It's unreal, dude. I saw thirteen, thirteen five. Yeah, that's what it lap. was. Yeah. It is insane. That is I don't know how they focus. I don't I do not know how they focus. Hundred and might as well say hundred and fifty mile an hour on a half mile track. Yep. It's unreal. That's crazy. Unreal for sure. Um I'd like to get up there and watch them next year. I think there, I, I'd like to say we, we don't get to see many sprint cars around here. They don't come too close. Yeah, uh, or the modifieds either. Yeah, or the we've had we've had more this year than we ever had. Yeah, well, we get to see the big blocks down in Volusia, and we always go the week of the sprint or the late models to Volusia. Right. So we may try to go a week early. Who knows? Maybe I guys try to see some uh, sprint cars this year down there. But uh, they put on a pretty good show too, for sure. But I hate. Uh, Kyle Larson couldn't run Sunday. Uh, it rained out Saturday. <laughs> he, could, so. he could have. <laughs> yeah. If he knew what he knew pre-race, he would have probably definitely lined that up. But, um, but no, I, I think he was scheduled to run Friday and Saturday, and they rained yeah. out Saturday. So he uh, couldn't run Sunday. But um, definitely cool. And I think it's going to be good next year. I think they've learned a lot at Bristol. So we'll see uh, see what they make happen next year. See what they do. See if they do anything different with the dirt. I, th- I think something will happen with the dirt. Whether we actually hear about what actually happens or not, I don't know. But I think it. Uh, I think it ended up getting a little more dusty in every, every form than they wanted. Um, especially, especially the cup race. Right. So I think something a little bit different will probably happen there. Yeah, there, there's a lot of things they could do. Um, it's going to prolong the race a little bit, but I mean, you know, they could, they could split it up and 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 work it halfway like we said and there's a lot of things they could do but it's a, it takes a lot of time there's a lot of effort in going and doing that i think it ended up being they just said that dirt was coming back 
in 2022. They did not say when or what date. I have a feeling it's going to be later in the year. It's going to be the night race. I kind of hope so. I do too. I really do. I, I would love to see that. So we'll be looking for that for sure. And hopefully that'll come out pretty soon here. I'm sure it's going to have to, far as scheduling wise, to get everything wrapped around the other series that's going to run and all that. But yeah. um, they get it worked out. Maybe they can get a Lucas Tour there or whatever it's going to be uh, as far as the dirt stuff. But be pretty neat to see. But um, the other races for that Triple Crown deal is going to be at uh, at Texas and Las Vegas. Yep. Um, so definitely uh, everybody be staying tuned and be ready for that. I'm assuming it's going to be on uh, Race XR. Race XR, yep. So far as the Dirt Nationals go, um, really cool show. Though. Really, I mean, unbelievable. <laughs> Like Michael said, fourteen hundred cars. I mean, it's unreal what all was there, and uh, you just can't see everything in a day. You cannot do it. It's insane. But um, that'll give some people that's a little bit farther out west the opportunity to take part in that. For sure. So be watching. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of racing coming up. It's it's getting that time of year. It's a whole lot of racing coming up. It's been a whole lot of racing all year, but it's finally getting you know warmer everywhere and. Uh, it's time to really crank it up. Yeah, definitely. Everybody was locked up last year, couldn't do much. They want to go racing now. Exactly. So anyway, guys, I uh, want to thank, as always, again, SRI Performance, Stock Car Steel and Aluminum, Draco Springs, our buddy um, Randy Keene, they're at RK Motorsports Consulting, and SRI Performance. Um, Earl Ramey Racing Engines, thank them a whole lot. Um, Ford Bite Apparel, you all heard them on here last week. Y'all guys go get you some Ford Bite. Every racer wants it. So go get you some. They didn't do any racing this weekend. So they'll be, I think, back this weekend racing. Old Cole Train there. Uh, Checkered, the race hub. New social media for racing. All racing all the time. Y'all uh, go check it out. Uh, Armac Solutions. Any of you guys in the fab industry or any of you guys with a race shop that has a lot of fabrication equipment. Y'all need parts for that equipment, or you need to be replaced that equipment. You need to buy new. You need to buy used. Check out Armac Solutions. They'll hook you up. So, uh, I think I got through that pretty good this week. Yeah, absolutely, man. You did. You getting. You getting pretty good at it for sure. I'm kind of professional. Kind of professional. <laughs> semi, semi professional. Semi professional. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, again, man. Thanks for again for uh, Michael Boss coming on. Hanging out with us, really cool to hear that side of uh, of the racing world, and um, definitely go check him out, MichaelBoxPhotography.net. Go buy you something, awesome pictures, digital. Like he said, you got them from a, what do they say, a four by six, four or by six to a twenty-four huge. by thirty-six, <laughs> a huge, huge stuff, man, <laughs> awesome stuff. You will not find a better picture of a race car, in my opinion, anywhere. So definitely go check that out. Um, Look forward to seeing him uh, at a racetrack soon. But uh, one other little thing before we get off of here, uh, they had a uh, like a drawing, raffle, whatever you want to call it, four throwback race cars for the um, number 11 uh, Denny Hamlin Sports Clips Toyota for the throwback Eric Darlington. And the winner was? Drum roll. <laughs> we probably got one a button over there that's got a drum roll on it. We got this. Well, that's kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was not really a drum roll, but really cool, really cool guy that we've always, I've grew up knowing. My daddy helped for years. Um, Mr. Slick Johnson, man, got paint scheme on the car. Um, it was a very quick little raffle deal. It didn't take long. Yeah, fan vote that they put up on uh, Facebook. We shared it. There's a bunch of people around here shared it, and they really got the word out, and we appreciate all y'all. Give yourself a round of applause. <laughs> Thank y'all. Yeah. Thank y'all so much for uh, for uh, voting for Slick Johnson's paint scheme there. He was a local hero to, to all of us guys around here in the racing world. Uh, you know, he jumped in. NASCAR when there wasn't a whole lot of guys other than him and Kelly Yarborough are pretty much from around here in the racing scene there. And uh so it's awesome. Gonna see his paint scheme running around Darlington again. Yeah, sure we'll be. Looking forward to that. So uh again we appreciate everybody for, for voting. And um hey man. I'm ready for that. It's gonna be here soon. Couple weeks. Couple weeks we'll be uh might be over at Darlington. Yeah, we'll be uh, interviewing people in the stands because we won't be able to get inside. We'll do that. That'll be fine. If we, if we can get within six feet. I might just get one of them poles like that Bubba Wallace yeah. shoved out the way yesterday that Fox yeah. has. Yeah, I'll just get one of those. Put my recorder on it. That's all we need to do. <laughs> <laughs> stick it, I'll stick it through the fence when the winner wins. Hey. Talk, come talk to us. Come talk to us. Yeah. All right, guys. Well. We appreciate y'all hanging out with us again. Uh, appreciate Michael Boggs again. Um, all y'all come hung out with us. Go check out our website also at chickenbonealleypodcast.com. Dot com. Dot com. It's long, but it's not too bad. Go do it. Right. YouTube. Find us on YouTube. Like us on there. Share Whatever you got to do on yeah. there. Like, subscribe, share. Subscribe, yeah, subscribe. We need a bunch of them things, so uh, hook click us the, up with that. Click the little notification button. It don't take but a second. Just go hook it up. That's it. We need One it. Second. So anyway, guys, y'all, uh, y'all be cool this week, and we will be seeing y'all. I reckon next week. Later. Later.